Radio Zonan, a temporary radio station for contemporary art. www.zona.si/radio. Pavilion of Serbia at the 53rd International Art Exhibition, La Biennale di Venezia. Commissioner and Curator, Branislav Dimitrijevic. Assistant Commissioner, Iago Dostominkovic. Branislav Dimitrijevic. Interpreting and Situating Contemporary Art. Observation. Participation. Motivation. Research and Empathy. Lecture was held at Center for Contemporary Arts. SCCA Project Room, Matel Kovacic, Ljubljana, Slovenia. The lecture by Branislav Dimitrijevic, also the curator of the Serbia, at the 53rd International Art Exhibition in Venice, discussed works by the appearing Serbian artists, Zoran Todorovic, Warmth, and Kadarinas Vilaur. But if you take my voice, what will be left to me? seen is a video by Katarina Zjelar, uh, who is an artist born in Belgrade '79 and now lives in Rotterdam. And she uh, made this video in Norway and the Lofoten Islands. Uh, Katarina Zjelar in general is interested in the use of language. And in this particular uh, work, uh, she approached a group of uh, people who meet regularly, who gather regularly uh, in one small town in the Lofoten Islands in order to sing together. And she tried to uh, compel them to sing something which will have a political subject. Uh, and finally, by the you know, end of this kind of negotiations, they agreed to sing this particular song, as you all recognize, Revolution. Uh, by the Beatles, which is, uh, in a sense, in itself, an interesting phenomenon since this song, which was uh, 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 released in uh, 1968, uh, is, in a sense, uh, a very ambivalent way how the Beatles addressed the political situation of the late 60s of the 1960s. Namely, one of the, of course, there are many interpretations of these songs, but the generally the most acceptable one is that uh, uh, this was the way, since John Lennon wrote this song, this was the way how Lennon disassociated himself from uh, um, militant and violent revolutionaries of the time uh, in saying that, you know, with his very famous lyrics, that if you are carrying the pictures of Chairman Mao, then you count, can count me out of your project. Uh, and uh, in general, this whole dilemma of a revolutionary aspiration, uh, which is as alive today as it was uh, in the end of the 60s, generates this particular dilemma. Uh, can you change the society? Would, what, would you like to change the society? Would you like to change the society with revolutionary means? And how you want to change the society with revolutionary means if you, say, if you say that you don't want hatred to be involved? Because as we are all aware very much, there is, revolution is impossible without hatred. Hatred towards certain class or certain group or certain power figure is also a and an important aspect of a revolutionary activity. What is uh, uh, interesting about uh, Katerina's um, uh, work and what you have just seen is that these people apparently belong to very comfortably looking middle classes of Western Europe. Their faces, uh, the way how they dress, the environment they shot, uh, uh, the, the, say something about the general idea of affluency in, in Western Europe. And also what you can uh, see here is that 
the way how they, they sing this song is full of errors, full of mistakes. Uh, they don't know the lyrics uh, by heart, they read the lyrics from some script, uh, they, some of them open their mouths without really singing. So the whole idea of uh, some, some kind of an effort which is not made to become successful, but made to be some kind of um, a, a modest activity of someone who just spends um, his uh, time in some kind of uh, what we can call a micro-community. So is the micro-community something as an, is micro-community some kind of utopian idea, or is micro-community already established idea of a liberal system? And this is where, you know, certain, certain uh, leftist and liberal ideas even coalesce. Uh, uh, in general, uh, we, this particular work, with this uh, open and virulent title, Everything is Gonna Be, uh, will be one of the four uh, video works by uh, Katarina Zdjela, which will be uh, shown in the Serbian pavilion at the uh, Venice Piano. Uh, the idea of the uh, 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 pavilion this year uh, is to try, it's a, some kind of a wild attempt, I would say, to combine works of two artists who are uh, very different in their uh, attitudes, very different in their uh, generations even, and to see how these two artists can uh, live together, work together, and also how, this, how the, these two artistic projects can be shown together in order not to make some kind of a seamless curatorial conception of two projects which somehow perfectly fit, but with the idea to say that contemporary art is the field of contested ideas. The only thing that is, in gen that is quite, uh, how to put, uh, common for both uh, artists is that both of them, Katarina Zdjela and Zoran Todorovic, who is another artist who uh, uh, has a project in, at the Venice Biennial, uh, these two artists have the standpoint in which their activity is located in the space between something that we can call a social order or some kind of a regulated social system and something which is an individual resistance to that. Uh, uh, with Zoran Todorovic, and I think that Zoran Todorovic uh, is quite familiar figure in Slovenia too. Uh, he was showing in Kapelica, and uh, I think that I think that this project also was shown in, in Celje or somewhere else, uh, and created some kind of a havoc. It was even in tabloid press, as far as I heard. This is the project of his in which uh, he uses his own body, his own fat, uh, removed from his body in order to make some type of food, uh, what we can call pichtia, uh, which was on offer somehow on the, on, the, on the exhibition and which invites some kind of a cannibalism. Uh, this project, along with some other projects of his, uh, like the one in which, for example, his own fat is used as a soap in which uh, young curators were washing themselves and so on, are some kind of uh, reenactments of some kind of a bi biopolitical control. He's an artist who's very interested in, in, in biopolitics, and most of these, most of his projects are uh, 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 focused in that field, uh, in the field in which uh, uh, biopolitics is uh, one of the uh, you know, most important ways of disciplining the subject in contemporary life. Uh, so this project will not, of course not be shown in Venice. For Venice we are showing uh, his most uh, recent project, something that, is, that was, uh, um, I can tell you later a little bit about the procedure in which these projects were selected. I think that this may interest you as well. Uh, another project which uh, uh, is uh, doing especially for, for Biennial and in which basically consists of systematic stockpiling of up to two tons of human hair uh, collected in Serbia, mostly in hairdressers' uh, saloons, but also in military barracks. So not only, we tried also with prisons, what we 
we didn't succeed. The original idea was, of course, to have the have this uh, uh, hair from from prisoners as well. So in both these fields where cut where hair is cut uh, according to your personal desires and uh, the idea of aesthetics and idea of beautifying yourself, and the institutions in which cutting of hair is some kind of a, a symbol of uh, control uh, or, and of uh, regulation of a certain regulation. Uh, the whole project is uh, very simple to describe, uh, namely uh, Zoran, he started maybe like in early January to uh, uh, locate uh, certain hairdressers saloons uh, all over Serbia, uh, like this one, there are more than 300 I think all over which participated in this to try, instead of throwing away the, the rest of hairs, to, to try to collect this hair. Uh, and then this hair was collected and then, uh, you know, every day, uh, you know, by some people gathered and put in, in plastic bags and there was a place in Belgrade where, where all of them were collected. When enough hair was collected, these are the lists of all this, it was a very, 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 uh, in a sense, complicated, uh, complicated action. Uh, after this, when enough hair was produced, uh, uh, this hair was sent to a factory in Priepolje, who is, which is a factory which usually produces some kind of a carpet for industry, and uh, uh, carpets were made out of, like, these are some kind of uh, test samples of these carpets. These carpets are um, uh, made out of this uh, human hair. Uh, the end of the project, the end of the, the, the product will be uh, around nine big piles, uh, around one and a half meter high, uh, of uh, on on wooden construction, some kind of a magazine of uh, uh, these uh, blankets, which could be used, um, you know, inspected and so on. So they will be on offer, and of course, this documentation as a video documentation, I don't have a video documentation with me, it's still being edited. Uh, these are the, the, the sort of just the photos from, uh, from, the, from this action. And this video documentation, which is, which is thoroughly documenting the whole industrial, industrial project of this. Uh, of course, what is Todorovic using? He's using kind of idea, of course, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, that, you know, how can uh, uh, something that is a natural, like human hair and something that uh, grows in abundant quantities and can be collected in quantities can be used for some kind of a functional object. On the other hand side, of course, uh, the whole project very much may, uh, oh, very, very, very frankly, relate to a certain practice uh, that was known in con German concentration camps, where uh, prisoners in concentration camps were doing something similar. Uh, on the other hand side, as you know, hair is uh, some kind of a bank of DNA. Uh, you know, you can, uh, with, with inspecting, with the DNA analysis of a hair, it, it is even able to, it's possible to establish a certain identity of someone. So, hypothetically, one in every single blanket can be um, you know, every, you know, people who, there are like millions, or not millions, but like hundreds and thousands of people who are inscribed, they have their bodies inscribed in this very uh, blanket, and this blanket, uh, you know, is some kind of a map of uh, their, of this, of this community. And in general, of course, for Zoran, which is of course impossible, that the, the, the original idea of the project is to, to collect uh, hair from everyone who lives uh, uh, in Serbia to make this kind of uh, situation. So what is interesting about Todorovic and about this pro project is something that is, in our opinion, what is very symptomatic for Serbian society. And this is some kind of a fatalism and some kind of idea of going, of this kind of a going around in circles and the idea of impossibility to get out of a certain system you're in. You know, uh, you know uh, this kind of perpetuum mobile of uh, control, and uh, in general, what is what is Todorovic here trying to 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 establish is exactly uh, the way 
uh, how not to represent this, but how to convey a certain philosophy of his own, and philosophy which is, again in our opinion, totally distinct than philosophy which is carried out in the works by Katerina Zdjela, two of them will, you, will see, you will see later, I'm trying to, uh, to open both projects and finally at the end to, to see you know, how we can, how we can link, link these projects together. Uh, what we have, and these two philosophies of course are not in any sense specific for Serbian society, I mean you can find it everywhere, and also you can find it in contemporary art a lot. Uh, one can be uh, you know, seen as this kind of a space of fatalism in which uh, you know, artist is just overtly identifying with a certain mechanisms of control and discipline and uh, biopolitics in this sense. And the other philosophy which has certain, sometimes viewed as naive, a belief in the process of becoming, and the process of bettering, in the process of learning, of earning, of you know, gaining some knowledge, of you know, and in Katerina Zdjelov's case, uh, um, this idea of uh, gaining certain skill, uh, being able to gain certain skill after certain failures and so on, is very is very important. So now I will show you I will show you another uh, work by Zdjelov which is one of her first works, and this is uh, from 2006, also will be shown. It's a very autobiographic work, of course, and it is something that we all, in a sense, uh, uh, encountered, Zdenka or anyone else probably would have the same situation sometimes. You know, that, of course, uh, the, 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 you know, this kind of convention of uh, learning uh, and understanding uh, someone's name, and as you know, we are, we are always quite particular to, uh, to hear other to hear from other that the other can speak and can pronounce her name uh, is one of the ways how we understand basically that uh, someone who comes from a foreign culture uh, is not, just not is not able to pronounce a certain name only because of certain cultural differences but also because of the way how body is being uh, shaped somehow according to uh, uh, around the language so as you know in pronouncing. Pronouncing is about uh, 
you're not only about a certain uh, about the world, and it's it's also about the body. So it's about uh, where your tongue is put, uh, where your teeth are, where how your larynx functions in relation to your teeth and your tongue and so on. So this kind of bodily aspect of this, it's very quite, of course, very 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 um, clearly uh, pointed here. And Zdjelar is really a very complicated name for a, for a foreigner to to pronounce. Uh, and this Japanese girl, Japanese friend of her, tries to, to do that. And you can basically analyze how in the, this, uh, as in linguistics, it's called the co uh, nucleus, uh, coda, and a, uh, nucleus and a coda, this la, this beginning of an, an, an ending, is for her uh, totally impossible to pronounce because in her own language and her own body is not in any sense uh, able to pronounce something that is not uh, there in the Japanese language like we are, like for us it's extremely difficult for example to correctly pronounce Chinese name or, 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 some, or some other name. But at the end of the, and also you can see that meanwhile Katrina who is behind the camera gets a little bit impatient, that's honestly the shouts at her, you know, there is no ease in it, you know, and so on. And at the end you see an open ending, but at least you see some kind of a gaining. You see that there, at least there was some kind of improvement there. Katarina uh, Dneller, in a sense, when, when I want to return to the Serbian situation, and when you do Venice Biennial, uh, you are immediately faced with the pro most problematic issue, and it is the issue of national representation. You're expected to show something in something which is called a national pavilion, and this national pavilion is some kind of extraterritorial of your nation, and it is somehow expected from you to show something which will be representable for the nation. Uh, since Venice Biennial is a 19th century uh, phenomenon uh, uh, and this idea of national pavilion as a very 19th century uh, uh, idea, it was of course mostly used uh, for some kind of a ceremonial representation. The idea of a national representation is usually a ceremonial representation in which you are either, uh, you know, uttering something about the proverbial greatness of a certain nation or you are, you know, in a sense saying something, uh, uh, you know, which will be a so-called affirmative presentation of something. So when you are, uh, you know, in this kind of situation to do a project which will be a national representation, of course this is a context you cannot escape. And this context uh, uh, very much dictates, of course, what you, how you're going to envisage uh, your project. So instead of, you know, doing anything ceremonial in terms of representing the nation, uh, we tried to represent uh, these two positions. So let's try to then to, to focus them. Zoran Todorovic is an artist who was he's a little bit older than me who was born in, in Belgrade, who lives in Belgrade, who has been living in, who, whose work started uh, by the late 80s and mostly was uh, uh, doing in the, in the 90s under Milosevic's regime. So he's a typical, somehow, product of uh, a certain um, uh, disappeared, certain lost generation as all we are who spent some time in Serbia under Milosevic and so on. So he is uh, some kind of person who uh, whose fatalism is very much a part of everyday culture. Katarina Zdjela is again representing another tribe, another, uh, another type of, of someone from there, uh, who is the, this um, um, young artist who uh, didn't have this kind of, uh, too much of an experience, she was very young in the 90s, uh, as soon as after, after she, fi she finishes her, her, her uh, uh, studies in Belgrade, he left country, now she lives in, Rot in Rotterdam and probably she will never return to Serbia. Uh, and these two positions, which are in both sense representative for something that people think, we try to, we try to, 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 uh, to um, um, juxtapose, in a sense, in this particular project. I'll just show you another work by Zdjela. Uh, this work 
a third, which will show only the fourth one. I will I, I won't show it to you today. It's a most recent one. I'll tell you a little bit about this. It's some kind of third part of that uh, of that story. So, in uses of language with with the, with the, with um, uh, I am with uh, this uh, previous video. There is no is. It is about the question of the relation of the language and the body. This work is about the relation between the language and memory through the idea of ideology. Mainly, the video was filmed in Tirana uh, two years ago, where uh, Katerina invited some locals uh, uh, in Tirana and uh, asked them whether they would uh, speak to the camera all the words in Russian they remember. Uh, as you know, Albania was a Stalinist country. Uh, very much uh, uh, a Russian language was uh, a language that was learned uh, in the school. And this uh, language, in a sense, uh, uh, you know, was quite important ideologically. There's a clear link between the ideology and language. After yeah. the, the end of Ender Hoxha, it was the Russian language which was most quickly forgotten uh, because the link between ideology not only not that didn't exist but was a very negative association so people started in a sense forgetting this uh, this particular language so uh, through the way how these people here uh, which which words they remember and uh, uh, you know and which constructions they use it can tell you a lot about the ideology of that time what they learned and about particular person in which way her or his memory goes so let's just have a five minutes of this it's a little bit longer Leningrad, Stalingrad. Ja понимает немного по-русски. Mama работа е на заводе. Солнце, время, учительница. Как тебя зовут? У меня зовут Ада. Рабочий, класса, время, но фабрика.
Esta vez que saiu na montanha. Sonza Zvitit Vremia Samaliot, samaliot On gotov už je paliot Paletit nad riesami Paletit nad lugami Umani mojej Piat synoviej Naču ja si tam I vo smene piat Sma prijetilo lodja, vod pjevo moj grad. Vod i prijeti... Gavari tavariše. Njet, pa nimajaš. Pa ruski? Jazyk. Po ruski jazyk. And the work is called Girl, The Sun and Airplane Airplane. <laughs> Какой на ночь? А ты хочешь по-русски язык? So that's the that's the that's the uh, uh, this third uh, piece by by Dialer. and as you can see, and the fourth one uh, will be the most recent one, which is called the perfect sound, and which is in a sense about a quite recent practice, especially in England. This one was filmed in England. Uh, about the exercises, you can go to the special schools and where you can have these uh, verbal exercises in which uh, you can remove your accent. Uh, so it's, uh, it's uh, of course, meant not only for foreigners, it's also meant for British, you know, who want to get rid of their region, region last there, but of course it's mostly for, for foreigners who want to get rid of their accent, you know, to make this kind of perfect sound, this kind of idea, this is a perfect language. And the video is in a sense where we, you know, what we want also to, to, to do it visually, uh, where, whereas, for example, this, um, uh, there is no, is with Japanese girl, you do have this speaking head, with, uh, with uh, this Albanian piece, uh, you have the standing figures in the, in the uh, studio. With uh, the, this one, you mostly have mouth and hands, because the way it's mostly without words. It's just the way how this teacher, with using their hands, is explaining to the person who is trying to, to, to learn this where to position her, her uh, line, where to her tongue, her teeth, and so on. You know, so it, you have this kind of a little bit uh, um, non-verbal, uh, uh, you know, almost um, almost ballet, you know, situation with. With, with hands. So in, in all these works, you can, you, uh, as you can see, silence also plays an important role. This idea of uh, uh, impossibility, of uh, uh, time uh, wasting, of uh, uh, shyness, of all these uh, personal characteristics that are somehow erased out of uh, uh, what is uh, usually understand as a stable and uh, quality values of the of the of the western or liberal world
Radio Zonan, a temporary radio station for contemporary art. www.zona.si/radio. Pavilion of Serbia at the 53rd International Art Exhibition, La Biennale di Venezia is open to become a space of dialogue between two art projects, thus far unrelated, yet now jointly presented. Although they are artists of different generations, attitudes, and philosophies, Zoran Todorovic and Kadarinas Dilaur share a common point in arguing that an artist is a free mediator within the space of social interaction, and that artistic subjectivity emerges only if situated in the frictions of a world constructed from social matter. They share determination to locate what is identified as contemporary art in the web consisting of social structures and individual resistances. Yet they are taking the shared determination in different directions. Uh, when, during the time when we when we uh, were uh, doing this uh, project with Tudorovic and Zeller, one of the situation, one of the incidents that happened uh, during the in the last uh, few months uh, and uh, since the outbreak of the economic crisis, there were a lot of worker strikes and so on is a, 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 an, an event in which a, a one worker, one miner, who was the, uh, uh, on strike with the, his colleagues, as a sign of protest, cut his finger off and ate it. Uh, and of course, we made this address. Of course, we remember Zoran Todorovic and his practices, the way how, of course, in the real, you know, certain practices are 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 are, are happening again. And uh, uh, you know, this kind of framework and this kind of a social uh, situation that we are living at the moment, which is of course not only characteristic for Serbia but everywhere else, is for us the the necessary context for for this kind of a project. Um, we. Uh, of course, uh, as I put it, do not in any sense intend to create some kind of a seamless, some kind of a seamless case. Uh, we really want to uh, rather clash these two uh, possibilities in these two philosophies, both visually and uh, conceptually. These are again some of the collages of the, of the, whole, uh, of the whole process of, 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 of Todorovic. Uh, and to see how, uh, you know, uh, even uh, people who would be more interested in one or the other project and in our experience, you know, we feel that these two projects would attract interest from different people, you know, it's rarely, it, it's not... Uh, kind of uh, really possible to say that, you know, you would find someone who would have uh, his personal philosophical allegiance more to the one or the other option. Uh, we want to really create this kind of sense of a dialogue between these two things and to use this space uh, as, uh, as a venue for a different dialogue. Of course, given that uh, one project, uh, uh, the project by Tudorovic is uh, very much located as a Serbian one, very much embedded in the Serbian situation, whereas the other project is a part of some kind of international circulation and by the very fact that all these four videos were made, one in Norway, one in Holland, one in Britain and one in Albania, uh, you know, tells uh, about uh, uh, totally, different, totally different artistic positions and even artistic Weltanschau, uh, uh, if you... If you we can use this uh, this particular this particular word. Uh, so, uh, in general, uh, uh, this particular exhibition is also an outcome of something that we are trying to do, trying to achieve, and this is uh, some kind of a new procedure, a new way how projects. Particularly for for Venice Biennial are selected. As you know, in 
most of the countries, uh, there is a lot of debate about how this should be done and so on. Uh, in Serbian situation so far it's been the case that uh, a Ministry of Culture would appoint a commissioner and then commissioner is um, some kind of um, major authority which uh, decides upon the project, we invite curator and artist and makes solely a certain decision. Uh, this particular, of course, uh, method uh, created very strange results, you know, and these results totally depend on the figure of, uh, of, uh, of that people, of that person, or on the minister or political situation uh, at the moment. What we introduced last year for this, uh, this uh, um, Venice Biennial is that uh, uh, we are creating, the uh, Ministry of Culture is creating some kind of a board uh, consisted of very different people to have uh, someone from s institutions like the Museum for Contemporary Art uh, um, or um, ICA and uh, or and some freelancers of, and and of, of course as well an, an artist who exhibited previously at the at the Biennial and some kind of a closed competition was announced. Uh, ten artists and curators. So without making a distinction between them, were invited to submit their proposals. Their proposals, for their proposals, they received even a small fee in order to motivate them to make a quality proposal. Uh, and it, it, these ten projects were then discussed uh, by this uh, um, board. Uh, the something that was not counted on, of course, happened. And this is that the board decided to select two projects. So in a sense, board took uh, some kind of a creative initiative to make this bizarre combination as a clear standpoint that this is exactly something we want to say. Uh, so it is this kind of situation where you see it's really uh, result of some kind of a collective endeavor of collective discussion of the way how you know uh, you can uh, challenge other people's ideas and other people people uh, um, uh, artistic philosophies as well uh, and uh, uh, you know for us it will be it's still an interesting experiment to see whether method like this would make out of this some kind of an interesting interesting situation all uh, ten projects that, that were submitted were quite serious and interesting, uh, uh, and interesting projects. And uh, uh, this end result was not, in any sense, a result of some kind of a compromise that, you know, one of them went. But a really often elaborate idea that we believe that, that this kind of a combination may be, may be uh, interested for this, um, for this particular event, especially given that, uh, you know, we are doing something that all of us quite feel quite uneasy about, uh, and this is this idea of national representation. And as of course, you know, as you know, this kind of, uh, there is no, as Deleuze put it, there is no democratic state that, that uh, you know, didn't generate the misery of their own citizens. And as you know, Serbia generated the misery of uh, not only their own citizens, but the, 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 everyone else around. You know, so this idea to approach this kind of situation of a statehood and a representation of a state, uh, 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 for us, uh, uh, this was uh, some kind of a possible, one of the possible solutions, one of the possible, uh, uh, one of the possible outcomes. Uh, so, I mean, of course, uh, I will pass my invitation to all of you if you have time to come, if you don't have anything better to do to come to Venice to see this uh, exhibition. It opens uh, uh, officially on the 6th of, uh, uh, 6th of June. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you have any kind of questions, if you want to go into some kind of a detail about it, I, I was also, I just wanted to show you something as, as, as the end, as a kind of curiosity, uh, curiosity, let's say, because, of course, uh, by researching and trying to find out some previous examples of uh, hair uh, collecting and using hair, as a natural fabric, and as you know, as you see in, with, the, with the Zoran Todorovic, uh, this question of cannibalism, which uh, raises from his uh, work, the, 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 which, I, which I mentioned at the beginning, you know, 
uh, is also linked to this idea whether uh, wearing a hair around yourself is some kind of equivalent to cannibalism, you know, because this is exactly some kind of a taboo. You know, if cannibalism is taboo, apparently that this practice of making yourself warm out of your own hair, over human hair, is also a taboo equivalent to cannibalism because this kind of practice is not it's not, it's not known, or it's known only in very dreary circumstances like the concentration camps. But then I found this article in New York Times, uh, uh, published in New, uh, yeah, New York Times, in New York Times, uh, um, in the early 20s, after the First uh, World uh, uh, War, where a group of Polish women as a sign of gratitude to the United States of America, uh, made a gift, made a present to Hoover, who was at that time a state secretary, uh, made this blanket woven from human hair. So, uh, in this case, hair is used as a sense of gratitude, which is also interesting to, to say that something that you cannot which something that doesn't belong to the idea of functional use, something which is not used normally, uh, you know, as a, as a functional object, can become an object of gratitude, and symbolic object of gratitude. So the whole, uh, of course, article tells about how, uh, of course, that's an effort uh, of, it is a gratitude for the US effort towards the famine relief in, in Poland after the First World War. And uh, the last sentence, of course, is fantastic. Mr. Hoover is understood to be undecided as to what use to make of the gift. Thank you very much. He made this gesture not on TV, but publicly. publicly. Yeah, within this, um, it was not filmed. Uh, it doesn't exist as a, as, a, as a photo or anything. But it was done in the, as a part of, um, as a part of um, this kind of group uh, of strikers. Of course, the details are not known. Yeah, you know, he was drunk or, you know, these kind of things are, are details are not, not known. So it really happened, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but, but, you know, it's just that everybody can uh, have to believe that he actually had his finger. Um, because that, uh, for me, you know... Uh, well, even, you know, because, you know, but, but it is what, what, again, again, what is interesting with your question, and of course we don't know this, that for us it's more, uh, it's not shocking that he cut it. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is yeah. <laughs> shocking that he ate it. You know, so this is the, this is the, this is, whereas, whereas, of course, in terms of uh, uh, pain and suffering, you know, uh, you cannot, you know, the, the cutting is a, produces a bigger physical pain. But apparently the idea of eating your own flesh is worse than the physical pain this cutting induces. And then, um, um, maybe I haven't uh, quite understood. There were ten proposals. Mm -hmm. And these ten proposals were made either by artists... And yeah, uh, five, together there were five them. curators. Uh, they were, uh, you, we invited five curators and five artists. So they have to no. work together? No. Uh -huh. No. They were invited. So, and now, two they projects by artists were... Supposed. Yes. And now they got some... Well, in, in, in a sense, that there was, a, there was a, you know, after the decision of the board, I agreed to perform this role, but in general the whole idea was made by the board. So it's, a sense it's, a, it's very much questioning the role of a curator. Yeah. You are a curator. Well, I'm a, because I'm a commissioner, you, we, could not, we could not hand this as a board to someone say, come here, you will be curator of our uh, yeah. idea. It was impossible. You know, so I had to somehow accept this uh, uh, role because I was involved in the decision-making process. Uh, 
uh, and that was, the, of course, that was the biggest discussion. That was the biggest discussion because the, the discussion was that, of course, now with this, uh, because both artists accepted our, 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 our first, of course, question was, you know, before we uh, made the final decision, we asked bo both artists whether do we accept this. Mm. And for them it was, of course, a totally strange idea. And I still remember Zoran Todorovic, who didn't even know Katarina's work. When, he sh when we showed him her works, he was like stunned totally, you know. So, what I'm doing with her? You know, what is my connection with this? You know, and th then after he had a one day to think over, and after that, yes, I can see that and so on. So it, it went in twenty in the positive, and then finally we, we there was a question, you know, that we need a curator. And given that the idea curatorially was half cooked already, uh, it was absolutely impossible to have to assign someone to do it. You know, so this is for me a little bit a big more job than I wanted. You know, but in general, you know, all five of us who were in this uh, committee are in, co in, in contact and are discussing this project on our way. Because uh, the idea is not to have a selection committee. The idea is really to have some kind of sadek, some someone, some kind of advisory board which will, which will uh, follow this and which will finally make a recommendation to the ministry whether this model is good, whether it has to be modified or something, because after this, we hope that we will finally, the Ministry of Culture will finally set a certain procedure that will be used afterwards. So we don't know whether this procedure will be this one or we will have some kind of modification and so on. So it is also some kind of institutional experiment as well, you know, how we can, how we can uh, 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 pursue with this, but it's apparently necessary to make some kind of a, some kind of idea how these projects will will be uh, um, in future. But when did you make this open for? Hmm? A year ago? No, less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. In uh, last uh, October, November. And the decision was made? Uh, decision was made in, uh, before the end of the year. No artist, I suppose, uh, uh, had a proposal together like saying, I would like to work with this curator or something. They, they didn't Some of them they did. Katarina Gellar uh, had the, the suggestion uh, to not have a curator, but to have some kind of uh, what she calls a core team, because she works uh, always yeah. in team. Because she's not only doing these videos, she's doing a lot of sound work and also a lot of publications. A lot, you know, so always she does it as a, as in a, as a teamwork. Uh, and whereas Zoran Todorovic, he didn't, he doesn't need. He's an artist who is not in any sense. Uh, he always works uh, alone. He never works with a curator. So again, this is this is a totally different, totally different, uh, totally different approach. Uh, and of course, yes, some some of them, some of them, uh, 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 and also with curator curatorial projects. You know, there were one curatorial project only with with an, one artist, and they were like. Uh, one with combination of two artists and the three with group shows, for example. You know, so they were lot, It was totally open to see to see you know what uh, what, what, what 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 the proposals will be. There were no strict strict guidelines in those terms. Because I remember when we sorry uh, when we um, in '96 uh, Soros Center for Contemporary Arts, we said that we would like to give also a kind of open call to so-called curatorial exhibition. Mm -hmm. And then we tried to get good proposals. So it was funny because almost no proposal was really seriously like a curatorial exhibition yes. that we could understand. Because, yeah. But also the artists, you know, themselves, they proposed their own exhibition. Yes. And this is because this is because there's a probably the open call, uh, because we we did last year when we were I, I was not doing this, but what what they did with the architecture piano, they for the first time did an open call for this, and they got totally shallow because no one serious would put an effort 
to make a serious proposal for this kind of open call when you have like 60, 70 applications. No one, no one will make that effort because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good chance that you will not get it. With this closed call, you know, and also with this kind of at least small motivation, a small fee, you know, for a proposal, of course, they would have, they had to, you know, submit something according to, we were very strict in what they had to submit in order to, to have a valid application. Uh, you know, with this, uh, they looked at their chances in a different way, and uh, uh, they took the whole thing more seriously let's say, which of course doesn't mean that uh, some of them were horribly disappointed and they were like, of course now shouting that this is not a good idea and this is like, you know, so, but, uh, you know, in general, in general, you had 10 very solid proposals and as a board, we were not sort of guilty of making a decision, if you understand what I mean. You know, because sometimes as a, as a decision maker in this kind of situation, you, you hate yourself. You know, because you know that by, uh, you know, that you know that you're making, that you're intervening into someone's work, that you're doing, you know. But with this particular situation, you had some kind of fair play. You know, they were invited, they could reject it. You know, they received some fee. They were absolutely, they knew what the procedure would, uh, would be. Uh, and... Uh, uh, they were, I can say it, uh, very, very seriously discussed. As you, you can, you can seriously discuss ten projects, but seventy projects you cannot seriously discuss. You know, and that's the, that's the situation. You know. So we are now trying to find this uh, because, you know, otherwise, you know, with this kind of idea of a commissioner deciding about everything, you know, it's totally, totally impossible. And now, of course, the question is whether the, whether, whether. Uh, ministry will be ready to give the whole job to an institution which will be in future carrying this out. You know, and this is also another another question. Whether the Museum of Contemporary Art will get finally some kind of a, you know, that the museum will call for this procedure, you know, that the museum will make, rather than ministry, will make this competition, will make this, uh, you know... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be better if museums uh, have a kind of body uh, to decide. This is, this, yeah. is, this is what we are, now, we are now saying, let's make a system mm. and hand it out to the institution, because otherwise, otherwise we'll have a lot of, uh, we'll have a lot of uh, uh, public uh, uh, anger towards uh, giving this out to the Museum of Contemporary Art, given that Museum of Contemporary Art represents in the mind of the scene, only one position, let's say, you know, and then that's that's you always that's always a, that's always a problem. But uh, if if a museum gets this as a package which they have to manage uh, and to follow the same, procedure, follow the same right? procedure, then I think it will be possible to convince the Ministry of Culture that museum should continue with this and take to, to get this drop totally out of the hands of the Ministry of Culture so because, yeah. Organization. Well, Museum of Contemporary Art, of, of course, is organizing the whole thing, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one else can do it. Yeah, exactly. 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 But Ministry can do it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. No, absolutely not. So what you are finally showing then, this work? We are showing, we are showing, yeah, uh, uh, this tent, uh, so we are uh, we are showing around ten of uh, let's say sculptures of this. So these will be a little bit higher than this. They, they will be on this kind of uh, 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 you know wooden pallets, uh, around between one meter and one meter and a half high. They will be uh, shown as a as a magazine really, and around on the outer ring. You know, of it, uh, we'll have a, we'll find some, we'll, we'll, we are finding some kind of solution, and we are showing four uh, videos by Katarina Zia. So it will be this, along with small monitors, very small monitors, to say to see the the process. And we'll get to go to the book.
Branislav Dmitrievich, Interpreting and Situating Contemporary Art, Observation, Participation, Motivation, Research and Empathy, Lecture was held at Center for Contemporary Arts, SCCA Project Room, Matel Kovacic, Ljubljana, Slovenia. The lecture by Branislav Dmitrievich, also the curator of the Serbia, at the 53rd International Art Exhibition in Venice, discussed works by the appearing Serbian artists, Zoran Todorovic, Warmth, and Kadarina Zvilaur. But if you take my voice, what will be left to me? Pavilion of Serbia at the 53rd International Art Exhibition, La Biennale di Venezia. Produced for broadcasting on Radio Zonan, a temporary radio station for contemporary art. Mm -hmm.